packages. I looked around, hoping to find the guy. And then I heard it. The explosion. Not like a bomb in a movie, not a big bang, but three pops, one after the other. It doesn't get hazy after that. It gets very clear. The hospital psychiatrist later told me that my brain lit up, that at the moment the bomb went off, my brain became hyper-alert, so that even though my memories are fragmented into hundreds of pieces, all the pieces are clear. I remember opening my eyes and seeing smoke, then realizing I was on the ground looking up at the sky. I remember a woman stepping over me, covered in blood, then others scattering in all directions. There was blood on the ground, chunks of flesh, and heat. There was a terrible amount of heat. It smelled like a cookout in hell. There was an accident, I thought. Something went wrong. I sat up. Michelle was laying on her back a few feet away. A race barrier collapsed on top of her. I could see her bone through a hole in her lower leg. That's not good, I thought. We made eye contact. She reached toward me, and I started to reach toward her. Then she looked at my legs, and she stopped, and her eyes got wide. I looked down. There was nothing below my knees. I was sitting in a chunky pool of blood, my blood, and my lower legs were gone. I looked around. Blood was everywhere. Body parts were everywhere, and not just mine. This wasn't an accident, I thought. He did this to us. That fucker did this to us. Then I heard the second explosion somewhere in the distance. It had only been 12 seconds since the first bomb went off. This is a war, I thought. They're going to chase him. There's going to be shooting. They won't be able to get to me. I laid down. I'm going to die, I thought and I realized I was okay with that. I had lived a short life, only 27 years, but a good life. I was okay with letting go. Then, an emergency room surgeon named Alan Panter, who had been watching the race from across the street, appeared above me. He slammed tourniquets around the ragged ends where my legs had been blown off, yelling as he worked. Get shirts, he was screaming over his shoulder. Get jackets, shoelaces, anything. People are bleeding out here. Get away from me, I said. Stay calm. I had been calm. I had been completely calm, but this guy was freaking me out. Go help someone else, I yelled, pushing him away. Go help my friend. He dipped his hand in my blood and drew a red C on my forehead. I remember that so clearly. I think it meant critical. Then he was gone, yelling orders as he went. My ears were ringing, but I could still hear the screaming. I saw a woman lying motionless, her eyes open. I saw a man in a yellow cowboy hat lift the barrier off Michelle, then turn toward me, and the next thing I knew he was grabbing my shirt and twisting it around his fist. He lifted me off the ground with one hand, spun around and threw me into a wheelchair that had been intended for runners too tired to walk after finishing the race. When I hit the chair, it was an electric shock. It was like that scene in Pulp Fiction, when John Travolta plunged the adrenaline into Uma Thurman's heart. 
my body came alive. And I thought, no way, Jeff. No way that fucker is taking you down. I'm gonna make it, I said. Yeah, buddy, the man in the cowboy hat said, running beside me. That's right, you're going to make it. We passed through a medical tent. People were yelling for us to stop. No, the man yelled without slowing down. We're going to the hospital. The tourniquet on my right leg pulled loose. It got stuck in the wheel and tore off, and suddenly there was a second man there, and the two of them were holding my right leg and squeezing to stop the bleeding. I reached down and grabbed my left leg, trying to do the same. A photographer appeared out of the chaos, kneeling in the road as we rushed past, snapping pictures. I thought, what is he doing here? We crossed the finish line of the Boston Marathon. I saw the banner as I was lifted out of the wheelchair and into an ambulance.